0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, is Mo moving on ALGOP? Also, Jess Skaggs is appointed Chief of Staff to the Lieutenant Governor. And your friends in government are spending a lot of your money. Friends don't steal from friends. Be my friend. If you want a friend in government, get a dog. All this and much, much more Coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, Angie Horn, GOP consultant, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome all.
1: Hello. Hey, everybody.
0: Uh, I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, Last week, we, we reported on that Mo Brooks is looking to find the, to take over the top spot at the Alabama Republican Party. We've heard this from fairly reliable sources. The one thing that we, we didn't anticipate was how much this story would catch fire among GOP faithful. So Angie, I wanted to bring it back up this week to get your take on the fact that Mo Brooks might become the chair of the party. Now, first off, He called the Alabama legislature not conservative, uh, the Republicans, and he said after Katie Britt won the Senate against him that he said the bad men won. I don't know if he—what do you say to that, Angie?
2: He's also had bad things to say about Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions and (coughs) a variety of other Republicans. So this rumor started catching fire right around the time of the Alabama Republican Party state dinner a couple of weeks ago, and it has been catching steam. Um, and people have very strong opinions about this within the Republican Party. Most people are saying, listen, Mo Brooks has run time and time again statewide. He has not been able to win. He does, he's not the choice of Alabama Republicans. So should he be to the choice of the Alabama Republican Committee? Um, he does have a small group of, of faithful that I think would elect him to anything. But, um, but most Republicans want to see the Republican Party reflect Republican voters reflect the people who are choosing who represents them at the ballot box. And Mo Brooks is not that guy, and he shouldn't be that guy to head up the Republican <clears throat> Party on the committee level either.
0: I mean, Susan, he lost uh, <clears throat> 66 of the 67 counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should tell you that voters are not all that keen on Mo Brooks.
1: They're just not keen on him at all, and, and he will not represent the state as far as the Republican Party goes. Uh, if the people don't like him statewide, he shouldn't be in a statewide position like the chairman.
0: I'm going to refer to what uh, Groucho Marx said in uh, in Duck Soup: uh, "If you think this country's in bad shape now, just wait till I get through with it." I mean, if Mo, <coughs> excuse me, if Mo Brooks takes over the party, the crazies will have won. Josh probably be good for Democrats, though, don't you think? Oh yeah, listen, I hope he uh, I hope he takes over. I hope he's
3: every bit as successful as he has been in Congress. Um, but listen, I I disagree on the fact that whether or not he reflects what the Republican Party is right now. Uh, I mean, uh, as, as we have seen, we've we've sat here on this show uh, week after week after week, including when Angie's here, and we have complained about how the party has drifted over towards the extreme. Every single week we do this, and you can't just keep drifting. And at some no, point, you become extreme. Okay, you Josh, are the extreme party, um, and that's what they have. That's the reason why we have an abortion law right now that will force children to have children. What, so what? Josh, this is uh, this is what we have here, is no. an extreme Republican Party, and it would be fitting uh, to me, have an extreme gosh. at the top of it. On June 21st,
2: me. we literally took a vote in this state on what Republicans think about Mo Brooks, and they mm-hmm. said, no, thank you, in 66 of 67 To the days. U.S. Senate. We literally he's been in Congress for, two, for a decade and a half. It's bottomless.
3: He said, he's been in Congress for a decade and a half, and the people that are currently running the Republican Party in this state the people at the, at the head of it right now are no less extreme than Mo Brooks is. John Wall and that party, group, they're no less extreme.
2: This party belongs to the Republicans of Alabama, and they said no to Mo Brooks. Those are the people that you elected. The that.
3: Republicans of Alabama elected to lead
0: their party. Anyway, I, I, I do think that, you know, and I, I'm loathe to say this, but when Bob Riley was governor, he and Mike Hubbard took over the Republican Party. And they instituted a Mm business-friendly Republican Party. And they elected business-friendly Republican Parties. It wasn't based on extremism. It was based on that. Now, Bentley, when he won, he tried to take over the Republican Party and did to a degree, but then he lost control of it as as he did everything else. And so then you had a party that had no upper leadership. Mm -hmm. And because Governor Ivey has never had an interest in the politics of that, Susan, so right now we do have a, a party that's, I think, more extreme on, this, on the the committees, the, the right, executive committee, right. the steering committee are more extreme. Yeah,
1: when and like I said, I love to say this, but when Riley and uh, Hubbard were in control of it, they tamped down a lot of this craziness. They didn't let these crazy bills go through. They, you know, got people in there that weren't uh, necessarily spewing the, the crazy stuff. But then, then when, after Bentley, it just went spiraling of control.
0: <laughs> well, it did, it did. And
1: I'll say this.
2: I mean, Mike Hubbard, I, I don't condone anything that he did that was illegal or anything no, no, like that. No, no. But he built a political machine with a Republican Party that was staffed by political polit- experienced political team. And they took over the legislature for the first time in 136 years. Since then, the Republican Party has not been run as a political machine. We have these weird dinners and, and you know, these these bizarre kind of hold you hostage for five hours on a Friday night, but it doesn't do anything to advance the Republican candidates on the ballot. And I think a return, not to the Mike Hubbard days, but a return to the strategy of having the Republican party run as an actual political operation rather than a weird social club, uh-huh. I think would go a long way in actually helping candidates and connecting with actual Republican voters. Because right now there's not a, a strong connection between what's happening at Republican party, uh, headquarters and what's happening with Republican voters in the field, and and that's the disconnect.
0: And I think there's a disconnect even within the legislature too, because you know, for Mo Brooks to call them not conservative, and I and I do, I do think. Go ahead, Josh.
3: Yeah, no, listen, I, I just think that also what Mike Hubbard did was he he put a lot of uh, of people who weren't very qualified to be in the legislature. <laughs> he got he helped to get them elected because they would follow along with with his agenda. And I think you kind of see the results of that today is you don't have a lot of leadership among those group uh, among that group of people. There. We had the yeah, best budget we've led. ever
2: had. Democrats had us in proration year after year. We haven't been in proration in almost a decade. We have the healthiest budgets we've already had. That's a lot, lot of rambling for had. no
3: reason. I, I mean, what,
2: what, the, the, years the fact is, is, what I just said is true, that, is get that get they over, put
3: them, Ask any ask any of the consultants that deal with and, and lobbyists who deal with the legislature on a on a daily basis. I'm one of them. If, if this is a very smart legislature that's up there and they'll tell you they're they're not. The the lobbyists do most of the work because these people can't figure it out. And that's just a fact. That, no, a years fact.
2: of Democrat control drove the state into the ground. We now have the healthiest no, budget we want to have. Now. We're we're top of the we're top
3: well, of the world
0: we
2: when we were in proration yeah. every year. I'm right? gonna have to,
0: yeah. to interrupt the Love Fest and just say I don't think a lot of Mermenza candidates but uh anyway we're we're gonna have to leave right there you're watching the v the voice of alabama politics we'll be right back
2: speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash your car stops but your body does not stop at the same time Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt. That could be hitting the airbag. Something has to stop it, and unfortunately, it's something very hard.
3: There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today.
2: It's truly dangerous, and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop.
0: My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high. The owl said...
1: for monsters, Daddy.
0: I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I'm going to, I think Susan will probably take a bigger victory lap than me, but Jess Skaggs uh, was, it was announced that he will be, become the chief of staff to Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth on uh, October 1. And we've known Jess for a long, long time. He's a He's just very dear to us, and we're very proud of the job he's done there. And and Will Ainsworth could not have been more gracious in the announcement and how it went went about In fact,
1: he and his wife met on this set. Even though we were at the RSA at the time, they they met on this set, and we're so proud of Josh.
3: Who? Got, <clears throat> who is this you're talking
2: about? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Josh. If who? you don't like Jess Skaggs... You're talking about Charlotte's
1: husband? Charlotta's husband? Uh, Mrs.
3: Mr. he, he, uh, loves Mrs.
1: Loves and he knows it. Yeah, but yeah, I, he, he's got one of the most brilliant political minds for his age of anybody I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, Jess is a good dude. I like Jess a lot.
2: Jess, Jess is a quality guy. He has worked hard. He has paid his dues, and, yes. he, and like I said, if you don't like Jess guy, something's wrong with you. You need to go check your, yourself uh, because everybody I know loves Jess guy. I don't know about and the
3: working hard part, but all the rest of it's true.
1: I can tell you this: if you look up loyalty in the dictionary, his picture is right there.
3: Wow, Jess wow. wow. is, is a really good guy. He is. He
0: has got. I'm God so worldly.
1: proud of him. I call him my
0: firstborn. He's got one of the most formidable wives in the Don't world. Don't cross your line. Well, let's move on to, I mean, listen, congratulations, Jeff. We love you.
1: And congratulations, Will. You've got a great guy. Yeah,
0: right? yeah. All right, so, you know, uh, we were looking through contract <laughs> review the other day. And, I mean, if you really want to see how poorly government works, just go pull up contract reviews on the Allison website and just read through some of the brilliant things that are, are are in there. I mean, Susan, how about that company that's going to provide a website and uh, manuals for convenience stores and stuff?
1: Oh yeah, uh, they don't even have their own website. When you go to their website, it just pulls up their SOS filing a, a, in, in a prettier format. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're they're basically a ghost company. I think their their bus- purpose of business is any legal business. Right. That's their purpose. And
0: the, the state of Alabama taxpayers are going to pay them a hundred and something thousand dollars yeah. to build a website and some manuals, even though they don't have a website. Maybe they've got some manuals. But, uh, Angie, uh, you know, uh, look, uh, you know, the pharmacy board is going to, they need $1.2 million to hire a law firm to advise them. Uh, do we not have lawyers that work in state government? Is this, is this something that's, you know, you got to spend two, uh, uh, over a million dollars on lawyers to advise the pharmacy board? I mean, then-
2: I'm still stuck on the $100,000 website. I spent $2,500 <laughs> to my candidates for website, So I'm thinking maybe I'm way underpriced in the market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this thing's going to, like, launch space shuttles or exactly what's going to happen. Well, the
3: problem is, is you have a website. That's the problem. they pay you more if you didn't have one. So well just, maybe I should take one down. Website. But yeah.
2: um yeah, we have lawyers. We absolutely have lawyers. But so let me say this we don't have lawyers that specialize in a lot of the individual things that that come up in front of the legislature. So there are times when you need to go out and hire outside law firms to represent the state of Alabama in the way that the people of Alabama deserve to be represented. But I do think it goes a little far. Um, you know, sitting through contract review is torture. It's it's long and it's tedious. Um, But those meetings are necessary, and I think we do find that there are times that we hire lawyers or website designers or or whatever that we don't need to hire. But I do think we do need to accept the fact that there are times we do need to go outside the government pod to to find expertise. I'm just not sure this is it.
1: (laughs) Well, but keep in mind here, guys, contract review, they have no teeth at all. The only thing they can really do, they cannot cancel a contract. All they can do is, is delay, call it into question and delay it for 90 days it doesn't stop anything
0: Well, I, I remember writing on a, a lobbyist who got a it was a lobbyist who got a three hundred dollars government contract once and I, I wrote remember about it was too. And, and they were like what and this was like 2011 right so they were all new they were like what do we do about that? And the guy that was advising with nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, that, that's, I was going to say that's the one thing about contract review.
3: When you were talking about how poorly you know the, the government runs sometimes, is is the contract review process? Because while well, yes, it does shine some light on these contracts, and you can go in and see what people are doing, and there's some explanation given right. for these you know seven figure and eight figure uh, contracts, they can't stop it. If it's a bad no, no. contract, and everybody's outraged by it, they just everybody just gets outraged about it and then goes home. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and exactly. they start working. And really, realistically, they don't even delay the contract, because the people just start working, and they delay the payment for a couple of months. That's all yeah, they that do. Happens.
0: I mean, there really should be a way to review these, and they do ask questions, but there should be a mechanism, Susan, whereby... You don't have corporations that, no, oh, well, you just no, have a...
1: No, I mean, there, there is, there's got to be somewhere in that process that says, you know, this is ridiculous, stop, let us review it and see if we really want to move forward with this. But there's not. There's not. and But there needs to be.
0: It, it, it's sort of like every year the Department of Revenue brings over a stack of fees they want to raise... Mm-hmm. And they bring them to the legislature, and if the legislature doesn't do anything about them, they go into effect within 30 days. They do. Which and is effectively raising your taxes. Yeah,
1: it has nothing to do with the legislature raising your taxes. It's the it, it has the stamp on it because they didn't vote on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is like contract review, but even worse. I mean, this is like—I mean, how do we claim to have fiscal responsibility when we can't even stop a contract? I mean, ah.
3: Well, listen, it's it's beyond that. And people don't realize this. That those fees and things impact you on a daily basis,
0: oh, uh, yeah. you know,
3: and and while they're out of sight for a little bit, uh, they're, they come to you. These are the things that you pay for. And most of them are borne by the working class folks out there. It's just like your court fees whenever you go to court. Uh, you know, I guarantee you right now that there's probably not a judge on the bench that can tell you where all the fees go for court fees. But we pay them. And they're basically a tax on the citizens of, of the state. Well, and I think what, it's what, even
2: more than that. If you've ever seen the movie Office Space from you know, the late 90s, they have this scam where they steal a fraction of a penny from every transaction. And they wake up the next morning, and there's millions that they've stolen yeah, from this yeah. computer program. I mean, a lot of these fees from revenue aren't $20, 30 fees. These are tiny little oh, really? that go yeah, on yeah. your on, you, on bills that you pay every day. And, you know, it's 40, 50 cents, a dollar and a half. You don't notice, but you're getting that from everybody in the state of Alabama that has a cell phone or everybody that has a cable account yeah, or yeah. whatever fee they raised. And it, it adds up fast.
0: It does, but we're going to have to leave it right there. The legislature could fix this. They choose not you not have,
2: to. They have a red tape bill that West Allen's brought three years in a row. It just hasn't gone anywhere yet.
0: All right, well, maybe it'll go somewhere. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back.
2: Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines, I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die.
3: You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put that seatbelt on.
2: Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe.
1: She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org.
2: My personal biggest pet peeve is kids who are not properly restrained, whether that be in a booster seat, a car seat, or even a simple seatbelt. Kids, they become projectiles, and it's terrifying. It absolutely breaks my heart to know that something so innocent could be punished so severely. Your children rely on you to be that person that says, no, you need to put your seatbelt on.
0: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics.
1: You're about to <sighs> open a can of worms.
0: Yeah, yeah, or a can of <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. And you know, I read Wall Street Journal, I read New York Times, I read Washington Post, I read the New York Post, I read the LA Times, I read all kinds of websites every day, Politico, blah, blah, blah. But one thing caught my attention, and I thought it'd be fun for the show, is Wall Street Journal had an opinion piece this week that said Republicans should stand for more than opposing Democrats. Now, before I turn y'all loose <laughs> to the cage, I want to say I get press releases all the time from lawmakers. And, and so much of the time, they are just attacking Joe Biden. Now, I'm sure if I lived in a Democratic state, all the ones I would have gotten were attacking Donald Trump. But I thought this was a good question. And God forbid we talk about policy. Republicans should stand for more than opposing Democrats. Go I then.
2: absolutely I, agree with that statement. Republicans <laughs> should do more than opposing Democrats. I
0: agree Democrats. with that as well.
3: The I problem agree with that is, as well. is
2: that Democrats spend so much time putting outrageous policy force to hurt this country will result in hurting this country that Republicans have to spend all of their time defending America from outlandish democratic policies like the Green New Deal. So perhaps if Democrats should stop being so outrageous, it would give Republicans more time in the day to put forth more policy rather than just trying to stop the idiocy coming out of the Democratic leadership.
3: So your argument here is that Republicans just haven't had enough time to come up with a policy for anything at all. Not healthcare, not education, not the economy, not anything. Republicans are, are spending all of Trump their time trying, trying to fight
2: week? AOC and Joe Biden and right? all of the others. They're putting forth these insane yeah. ideas. I mean, you mean the, the guys that California keep saving the economy right
3: after Republicans wreck it? You mean those people? Those are the ones that you're having to stop? Right now. That's what California we need California legislation
2: yeah. that says... We, need, um,
3: we, we do need to have political. another $2 trillion tax well, cut the for the wealthy. I think that's what we need. We're not
2: to charge their electric cars. Democrats don't have any consistency. There's a lot of yelling from for nothing. Hand, don't buy any gas cars. We're going to make it illegal. While at the same time saying, oops, don't plug in your electric vehicles right now. We're having power outages. That's a lot, a of, that's a lot things, of yelling for nothing. you got policies, no policy. So Republicans have to stand up against to save this what country. What is
3: the policy that the Republicans have that's better than this policy?
2: What's the policy? What's the policy? What's the policy is, that's going to replace Obamacare? Do, so, 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 do not ban gas cars. There's a policy, Josh. Do not ban gas cars.
0: I really don't want to ban gas cars either because I just, I like my gas car. But, you know,
2: California has so no man, that's
0: that's a policy. No man, gas, that, cars, that's the like gas cars. For God's well, sake, I, I don't know. So, so all right, so right, so, 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 so man, so so man, can, man can,
3: gas cars.
0: Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, some some guy wrote the other day that they they, they want that that they were wait, waiting to make an electric vehicle that would go 300 miles, and the guy said. Well, who drives 300 miles? I'm like, where do you go? Yeah, a lot of people all the time. Yeah. No, listen, I, I, I agree
3: that, that we, uh, we don't need to necessarily ban gas cars. But, you know, electric cars are, are the future of, of traveling uh, in agree. the entire world. Okay? It's I, got, that's what's coming. And we all know that that's what's coming. So I like think California saying the, just the, the told gas the cars, people who
2: own electric cars that they can't charge their electric cars. Well, Th- they're, they're not telling them, telling them that you, them you can't charge your electric cars. cars.
3: They're setting up times in which it will not be such a drain on the power grid in California, where there are a number, a number of electric cars out there because people are very environmentally conscious in that particular mm. state. And so, what so, they're trying to do is set up a system where the the grid is not overburdened. Yeah. Like say in Red State Texas, where it it's overburdened whenever it gets really cold you know, or we really hot. Very Either way, democratic you know, My God, imagine that. Oh, we had a very so, similar, but there's no similar policy democratic in policy in the
2: seventies under Jimmy Carter so, when they told us when we could fill up our gas pumps. So, so we
3: here Democrats we are again in like let's say Texas, car. where where they to have no policy, no energy policy at all, and we see the problems every single day there where in California, this is a policy that they're trying to put in place to prevent the grid from being overburdened. So, Democrats, I mean, that's how government works, is you have a problem, and then people, responsible people, come together with a solution on it. Now, I know this is foreign for Republicans, because you've never come up with an actual policy that works for anything, uh, health economy, any of this stuff, education, no policy at all. And so, here we are, with nothing, Josh, and the Wall Street Democrats Journal is exactly right.
2: I will give you that Democrats are consistent in energy policy. They told us when we can fill up our cars in the 70s, and they are tell us when we can charge them in 2022. Democrats want to keep you sideline mm-hmm. and a slave to the government. And that that's exactly what this you energy that policy is about.
3: It doesn't help anybody, but it would be a the good government tells for somebody. You,
2: Where I can go and when I can go there, no, thank you. That is not well, what I, America I, is about, and that's why well, Republicans have to stand up against really the good nonsense that Democrats are putting out. That's
0: really good outrage. Well, well, you know, I, 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 I'm going to end this thing on a positive note. Uh, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission released the schedule of fees, and it ain't too bad. I mean, you, you, I can't say if you got them, smoke them, but basically, you know, if you're a your patient, you can get your card for fifty dollars and or forty dollars. A virtual card and and I, I really think some of these license fees for companies are, are kind of pretty cheap.
1: Well, they do kind of you know, but when, when you get into the transporter, testing laboratories, cultivators, processors, and dispensaries, especially when you get into like the cultivators, those fees. I mean, the cultivator is like forty thousand dollars, and for a small business, I mean, for a small farm that that's not they can't do that. That's my only problem with that. That particular part of well it. I can
0: tell you right now if they will give me uh, I will give them 30,000 real quick if they will give me a dispensary fee we'll just call it the Alabama stop and drop. But uh, but know, I, I mean, think the,
1: the businesses aren't those twenty five hundred, and then it's the the transporters <coughs> and testing laboratories. Oh, that's right, yeah. twenty
0: five hundred. So but, it's not
1: bad for the businesses. It's good, you know. A small business can absolutely do that. When you're talking about the rest <coughs> of it,
0: I, I'd do it for thirty grand. I, <laughs> the, take that deal. I, anything, y'all want to chime in on this? We got thirty seconds.
1: Hey, right, just for the record,
2: Josh. That was a Republican bill that created no, that
0: commission. No, yes,
2: it, it was, was not. They stole a Democrat a bill, just like they
3: always do. It's a Democrat bill, but it couldn't get passed in the supermajority Republican. So the Republicans stole it from the Democrat. My oh, Guy, come on, we've they've been introducing what the weed bill for
2: a years. In Josh Moon's world. What is My lord. Like? They've been, they've, Democrats have been introducing
3: out? the same bill now for two decades and then finally Republican
0: does it and it's like they discovered it, no well, uh, it has
2: we're, no similarities to the Democrat version. We're, the Democrat. We're going
0: right. to have to leave it right there. You know, as Cheech and Chong said, it's up in smoke. <laughs> You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.